about cultural history, politics and tat. Sort of like a cursed show and tell where every every week we bring in a number of objects or an object and kind of discuss the social worlds that surround it. My name is Dr Cashati and as ever I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, I'm Dan Hancocks, journalist and author. But excitingly, we have a guest with us today. Woo! Uh, woo. Uh, so Lucy Dearlove is the genius behind the food and culture podcast Lekker. and if you haven't yet listened to it you are massively massively missing out. Her audio style is what I can only describe as convivial in that she creates a sense of warmth in everything she turns her hand to. Oh. <laughs> You're not crying, I'm crying. Rachel's crying. <laughs> Who's crying? <laughs> From episodes on the joyous art of hot pots to the gendered politics of the kitchen, Lucy enchants places and moments of the everyday. On a personal level, Lucy is one of the good guys. Someone who's been deeply encouraging of anyone trying to get into audio, and that includes us. So we're really <laughs> grateful, but we're really excited to have you here, Lucy. So Lucy, welcome. I, I'm welcome. not crying, but I have actually just steamed my glasses up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely intro. Thanks so much. Like, I don't feel worthy, but it's actually like, it is a genuine, like, I, I actually hate it when podcasts do this, but it is a genuine honour to be here. Like, I love this podcast. <laughs> and we love Lesson. Like, it's just, yeah. There you go. Just we'll say it once and then we'll move on. Yes. We don't, yeah. It's not a big circle. Enough there. with the earnestness. We've got <laughs> it out early. Could be really cold, clinical and professional from here on. Yeah. Only, <laughs> yes, yeah. only what you can expect from me. <laughs> so um, Lucy, what have you brought us today? Um, so I have brought uh, a meal deal. Ooh. The meal deal. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And I guess to start with, for any of your listeners who are not from, I guess the UK, I should say, as mm. a broadly, um, although I can't really speak for what the meal deal situation is like, like the particular preferences are like in, you know, Northern Ireland or um, Scotland or even Wales. It is pretty much an English perspective, but I think it is available in the region. Mm. Um, I should probably explain what it is for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know. And I think there are different definitions of a meal deal and it can encompass like the idea of kind of the dine-in kind of ready meal situation where you get a side and a lasagna or something and a bottle of wine but the meal deal I'm talking about is what is sold in supermarkets up and down the country and also a chemist weirdly <laughs> which we'll talk about um, and you get essentially a main meal which is predominantly a sandwich um, although there are other options a snack and a drink and it is for a fixed price mm. it is such an English slash British institution, isn't it? I'm thinking yeah. about the way that people eat lunch in different parts of the world that I'm aware of anyway. 
And there's nowhere else where you can, yeah, walk into a chemist. I'm just imagining overseas <laughs> listeners will be just completely baffled yeah, by that, is, I would imagine. It is just truly weird. And it is something, so that, that obviously what we're talking about is the fact that it is available at Boots. Like that is, mm. And Boots is, yeah. in fact, as I'll sort of talk about in a minute, um, Boots is like the origin, really, of the meal deal, as we know. Wow. And, and love it. Yeah, they were the first. They, they, they say that they weren't the first to do it, but they were the first to kind of make it available like kind of generally as a thing um and I still like it is just that's just really weird <laughs> like you know Boots is a place where you go for your paracetamol or your shower gel mm. um or like your prescriptions or like quite they do like hearing tests eye tests but they also do sell <laughs> and, and, and particularly one of my favorite things about the Boots uh food offer as I'm sure they call it in corporate HQ yes. is the fact that they do sushi that, yeah. that's just like yeah. that is the most oh. cursed aspect as far as I'm concerned the fact that like this you know this centuries old incredibly delicate art that's travelled all the way from Japan has reached its ultimate destination which yeah. should be sold in a British chemist <laughs> <laughs> for like for like a horribly cheap amount <laughs> yeah I mean I, th- I really think there is much that is cursed about the meal deal but that is I, re- I think you might have hit a kind of the trough <laughs> what do you do you have an ultimate sort of cursed meal deal combo yeah i mean i think that's a great question and i think that like it's what you choose for your meal deal is like a question that has fascinated many generations <laughs> it's really it's a really intimate question in a way yeah, yeah. If, I was, if i was on a date with someone and they were like what's your meal deal choice and i hadn't really thought about it i would feel really exposed yeah. like, this is a first yeah. date hang on till date three that's, yeah, that's yeah. like third base <laughs> yeah. yeah right i actually i like i want to shout out my friend ben at this point who like whenever he gets drunk um he asks you what your meal deal choice is and then he's just like incredibly rude about it <laughs> And it's like it's actually got to the point now where I, I can't answer the question because I get so anxious. <laughs> and also, like I think that I don't have, a, like I don't have a meal deal, like a meal deal that I choose over and over again. Mm. Like I, I think I feel so overwhelmed by the amount of choice that I just can't restrict myself mm. to the amount that, that to the um, you know to one thing every time. Um, I did actually, I ate four meal deals in the past week as, as research. Wow. Yeah, we love it when I go. So, I, thought, so invested. <laughs> I, I think there are some quite cursed combinations here. So I'm going to tell you about them. Okay, so day one, I had a Tesco smoked ham and mature cheddar sub. Um, right, yep. I had a vanilla zero um, Coke Zero. Okay. And yeah. some Ipsy seaweed thins. <laughs> wow it's yep. seaweed thins a part of the tesco part meal deal, of the meal deal. Yeah. interesting cross-pollination of brands culture yeah, like, yeah truly so respectful uh day two i had i think this was i think this was a sainsbury's actually i had a red leicester plowman's um a coconut water and this weird like yogurt bar thing that was made of some mm. sort of scandinavian yogurt that was basically like a cheesecake bar that was in the fridge wow <laughs> A cheesecake bar in the fridge. Lucy, it was I'm nice loving them. Yeah, this is so. I'm loving this. this Honestly, in, the, the levels insight. that I've that I've that I've gone to for you. I um, feel really vanilla in comparison. Like I never go for these kind of extraordinary options. Not Coke Zero vanilla either. That yeah, not even that kind of. That vanilla. was quite rogue. I think that wouldn't be my normal choice. I think I just felt very empowered by the, mm. the choice on offer <laughs> that I could empowered. choose anything. Um, day three, I had a chicken club. 
um, some Walker's Max Paprika and a flavoured Highland Spring. <laughs> yes, yes, great. And finally, a Tesco spicy bean wrap with cheese, a scotch egg and a um, Fanta strawberry and kiwi. Zero sugar. Wow. Oh, my God, I love yeah, this. So, so, I what a window into your, your soul. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so, like, I feel, like, why I said I felt quite vanilla is because I always go for, like, Pretty much always a sandwich of some description, usually with meat in, okay. and then I don't know, like a chicken salad, chicken salad, or like a ham one, or something yeah. like that. But I have to get crisps with it. Okay. okay. So the snack yeah. option, which could be anything, which is kind of the most exciting part, I always have mm. to get crisp because it's a textural issue. Okay. Because yeah. those, <laughs> know, those sandwiches yeah. are so uh, sorry. I think the word we'd use is claggy. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> like you need you need some texture. So I will always get Chris to put in yeah, you're putting the, them in yeah. your sandwich. Okay, oh, always, okay, okay, always. Okay. But then I look, I look really mad because I'm there just like yamming down this sandwich on a bench, like <laughs> stuffing all these crisps in. I think people know what you're doing and I they rate it, fine. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can I just put a, like, why don't you try a seaweed thin? <laughs> Did you put those in your, it was ham and cheese? Because yeah, I wanted to I, ask that. Actually, I have to say, I, I was, it was the Tesco near my house that I went to and I actually... I couldn't, I actually went home and I toasted the sandwich and put some kimchi in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because I was, and I was like, oh, meal I'm, I'm hacking my meal day. And then <laughs> I went to a Sainsbury's the other day and they had, um, the next day, and they had subs that were designed to be heated up. And I was like, they What? They've beaten my logic. It was like they had like a meatball marinara. Yeah, I was going to say. That you could put in the microwave. Because I think, I think this is really uh -huh. quite important that uh -huh. there are different... I don't know, I feel like every outlet of a meal deal is slightly different. They basically yeah. do the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're slightly different in terms of what they offer. So I usually go to Tesco's. Okay. Because that's like the biggest one near my place of work. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I think that like in terms of price and in terms of like what you get, like they're, they're quite good. I feel like Sainsbury's have absolutely ruined what they were what they had going for them. I agree. They, yeah, they I used agree. to have the gourmet ones. Yeah, and now you have to pay like five pounds to get not that. Doing no, that. No, absolutely. No. Is there a two-tiered meal deal situation in Sainsbury's yes. now? I yeah. think it's five pounds for the uh -huh. the and it, it, it's just like the deli sandwich, which let's face it, they're not really any different. No. Yeah. And I think no, I just feel packaging. I feel yeah. incensed. <laughs> I feel furious at the fact that, <laughs> that you used to be able to get the gourmet ones on Sainsbury's and now like, you have to pay more for it. I mean, it's been, like, I don't know, a couple of years, but Rishi, I actually Rishi remember... Rishi Sunak's Britain. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, and it's like... What's the price of a meal deal, Rishi? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, like, yeah, I mean, that's, like, one of the main sticking points for me, but I, okay. I, I absolutely, I love, I love the concept of a meal deal. I love, like, the use. I think, like, price, obviously, is really important here. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I think like one of the things that I was just kind of thinking about in terms of like price and whatever is how, especially quite recently actually, I, I like I really was banging this drum that like kind of around the time that Liz Trust tanked the economy, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but but kind of like supermarkets hadn't quite caught up with like what that might mean. Yeah, Tesco's was like its meal deal was like three quid, and yeah. I actually think that was like considering how much like. You know, inflation, how much everything was going up. I was just like, I was, I was like, in terms of like value for money, this is phenomenal because yeah, you're basically uh, yeah, getting I agree. a sandwich <laughs> for a pound, 
like crisps for a pound, a drink for a pound, but you'd pay a pound for those crisps or that drink independently. So it kind of felt like it made so sense. So have they put up their prices in response to the cost of living crisis? Yeah, so it's now, now like... Tesco actually put the price of the meal deal up twice last year. Okay, So there were two rises and mm. there's now there's now a tiered price system in Tesco based on whether you use a club card or not. So without a club card, it's 390 uh, with a club card, it's three forty. Which and I like. I have to say, this is not necessarily on topic, but like I think amount of times I have been asked in Tesco if someone can use my club card because there's just basically you can't shop without one. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's I've got to the point where this, I've been yeah. asked by staff to like scan my club it's, card for someone else. It's like <laughs> you do realize this whole thing is like really not working. It's hanging, yeah. It's, it's hanging by a thread. I mean, I'm happy to here. do it. Like yeah, it throws yeah. off the algorithm. I get the points. Like whatever. But yeah, it's a bit silly. But yeah, it, so it's yeah, it's three forty now without one. But I think it initially went up to like three fifty without a club card, and then mm. three ninety without a club card. But from three pounds, like you were saying, what are they doing with the that big... data? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's the big like macro political and macroeconomic thing kind of swirling around the meal deal at, at the moment. In the last three years is the fact that this is office lunch food. Right? Mm. primarily yes, totally. and like yeah. the, the 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 supermarket sandwich of which as you say it's like a critical component the pillar yeah. perhaps yeah, totally. that holds up the whole meal deal situation mm. um is you know as itself if you go into any of these sort of smaller branches of the supermarkets your tesco metros and your, and your sainsbury's locals and so on there the the range has diminished massively from what became, what was sort of a multi multi-billion dollar industry for the simple reason that the people that were heading into city centers or to mm. sort of you know office white collar districts aren't doing it anymore won't someone think of the pretz right <laughs> well, i, don't know, I mean the pretz are all moving out to zone four pret have just yeah. introduced a meal deal for the first time so i, d I don't oh, think that's a coincidence that i think you're exactly what you're talking about that's the reaction to it so to try, you know, huh. I think there is, there has been a move back to the consumption of these sorts of lunches, but so many people are flexible working, what is it called, mm. hybrid working now. Yeah, so yeah. they're just, if you're then getting like 20% of the, if people are working two days a week, that's what, 40%, my master's terrible. <laughs> One of them, it's less than <laughs> what it was before. Um, yeah, but I think Pret's, Pret's meal deal is actually kind of shit. So it's like a sandwich right. and a bag of crisps for five pounds, I think. Which, like, why would you have that when you could have all of that more one. for yeah. three pound forty? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting that you bring up supermarkets because, like, I just think that is one of the crux of that of this whole thing. And I think, mm. um, like, so sort to talk a little bit about the history of meal deal, which is weirdly opaque that I found. Mm. It's sort of hard. I don't know if it's just something that people aren't interested in, or if it's something that people don't know, or if it's mm. something that. No one really wants to admit that it's a thing. Like, it's hard to find kind of, like, good critical, cultural or historical writing about mm. it. Um, so the kind of... Basically, the one thing I found that actually had some... What I could find as, like, reported evidence. I mean, it's still, like, word of mouth. But mm. um, this random guy called Seb Strug, and he wrote a blog about it where he'd just, like, done some research into the price. I think he's, like, a web developer. He's not a journalist. But he'd actually emailed an archivist at Boots. <laughs> did, I did not know they had an archive. Um, yeah. I now really want to look at that archive. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we didn't invent it, as a lot of people think we do, but we did kind of popularise it. They introduced mm. it in 1999. Huh. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's how long it's been around. It was originally a trial 
um, offering 16 stores and then obviously just was popular enough that they took it off nationwide. But what's interesting also about Boots is that Boots were the first retailer to nationalise their food distribution in terms of like the ready to made to go oh. stuff. Oh. And that had happened in like 83. So wow. they were kind of like ahead of the game. So that's not a, yeah, that's, I, I would have guessed that like Boots entry into the food and sort of drink, uh, well, like expanding out from, from the sort of chemist stuff was much later than that. So no, well, as, yeah. as far as I can tell, I mean, I think I'd have to consult the archive to give you a properly researched answer. But um, as far as I can tell, they've pretty much always offered food as part mm. of their offer as you put it yeah yeah, yeah it's like Sorry, it's always been part worse. of it yeah <laughs> i think there might be some more corporate speak coming so <laughs> um yeah and, and i just yeah that is kind of fascinating but like i also think there's like this weird movement at that time so 99 that's when we start seeing the like after supermarkets had kind of decimated the high street mm. by having these out of town one-stop shops where you yeah. could park and you could get everything you weren't having to go to the i mean this was obviously a much more gradual process happening over the like late 20th century but at, at that point it's when we start seeing the metro supermarkets like mm. the kind of early 2000s so it's sort of interesting that they were moving back into that space that they'd cleared out yeah. yeah essentially and then like is it a coincidence that's when the meal deal came because i think what for me what's so interesting about the meal deal is that you stand in front of it and it feels like you have infinite choice like mm -hmm. there is so much choice within those options but actually like what they've done is completely restricted your choice to that one deal mm. <laughs> so like mm. you, you can't just go to the i don't know like independent shop that might have been there 10 20 years ago because they've been priced out um, i mean this yeah. is a very broad generalization but i think it's such i really think it's like a neat metaphor for our kind of food availability as a whole no, that's so true. feeling like you have loads of choice but actually having less having less i love yeah. that it's so true because yeah. you're looking at you know when you read out your sort of four meal deals this week i was thinking like wow it's like it's great lucy's sort of right. curated right. a unique yeah. experience each each time like you're <laughs> assembling pieces of art in a gallery like you know what yeah. would go really well what drink would go well with this particular packet of crisps this particular sandwich <laughs> I think you know, endless permutations <laughs> yeah maybe he was getting a bit carried away but um but you're absolutely right and and it is Again, I think this comes back to this is quite a British uh, yeah. thing about it, or rather a thing that is specific to British food culture. Yeah. Um, as is the the packaged sandwich in general, you know, um, compared to the many types of things that could be broadly described as a sandwich that exist around the world, the British yeah. sliced yeah. bread. Mm. Um, as an aside, Spanish supermarkets sell very bad versions of the already quite bad British packaged package sandwich really? alongside fresh bread, like you know, great cheese and ham that. and so on. Yeah. They, they, buy them. Presumably, there is a small market for them because yeah, it English people. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure these, these are, this would be like it's a fair question, but no, this would be like in just like a generic kind of Mercadona mm. supermarket oh, in the middle so of a funny. city that is mostly full of Spanish people. But they're like really yeah. sad. They look so bad. Really, they look so bad. Like, like cheese. Shop. I was going to say like Cornish yeah. service station, cheese yeah. and coleslaw, yeah. something like yeah. that. Just yeah. like looks really yeah, just sort of damp. You yeah, know, sort of texture of moss, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, oh, but, wow, but, that's really like visceral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like because we've it, all had one of those <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I was thinking, I don't know if either of you you two read the sort of um, Sam Knight. Oh my Guardian god, I, I'm so Reed. glad you brought this up. I have so many things to say about. Excellent. This <laughs> so this is. Um, I haven't read it. Okay, well, so so just to uh, give you a sense of it, this is 
I'm going to turn and do this into the mic again rather than looking at my laptop. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this, if you haven't read it, is a, a piece by Sam Knight in The Guardian um, some years back now. Um, yeah, I think it was 2017. That sounds yeah. right, yeah. Uh, about the history of the package sandwich and it's it's one of my it's great. absolute favorite yeah. sort of in that in that uh, esteemed section the guardian long read section which is sort of it ends up telling the story of of british kind of office white collar capitalism i would say yeah 100%. In, in the telling of the story of the package sandwich which begins in 1980 with marks and spencer and the salmon um, and tomato yeah apparently. that was wow. the first one they did yeah. What a combo. Before becoming sort of more famous for the pro, you know, the prawn, yeah, prawn, prawn mayo, mayo yeah. and so on. Um, but yeah, that that starts a a trend that sort of snowballs to this just phenomenal degree. And if you think about it, you know, you go into a supermarket in Paris, mm. that is not something that's going to be sold there. Like it yeah, is, totally. you know, while while much of our food culture is completely homogenized, yeah, uh, internationally, increasingly so anyway, mm. across the West. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so tr- yeah, it's so true. Um, oh my god, I just I love that that Sam Knight piece so much. I think it's amazing. I've read it like six times. Same, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, like notable things from it. Sandwich industry in 2017 was worth eight billion a year. Oh my god, I'm so glad like, you remember that because isn't that a mind blowing <laughs> statistic? What? Um, and I think that was a rise. It was like one billion in 1990. So that was kind of the Oof. scale of the growth. Wow. Um, I actually wrote some bits down because I just I just love it. One of my favourite things about it was how he talks about the kind of the whole language in the ecosystem of the sandwich. So I didn't know this, but the the box that the triangular sandwich comes in is called a skillet. Oh, like, wow. why is it called a skillet? Who thought of that? A skillet is a pan. Like, yeah. why? Um, but now, yeah, I can't. And then there's some other even better ones. The air pockets caused by the natural curves in the iceberg lettuce leaves that you get in sandwiches. They're called goblin caves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, they have this whole concept of day parts. Into, to, like, they're trying to reach new day parts when they're talking about like the sandwiches that they're offering. So breakfast time, that was a day mm. part they really wanted to. And I think ah. you can really see this reflected in the meal deal. Like I mm. noticed when I was doing like extensive research of buying meal deals around South London, um, <laughs> you can get like a rustler's breakfast muffin as part of the meal deal, like a sausage. Oh. And you can get yeah. now like Costa coffee, you know, they do the machines in supermarkets. Mm-hmm. That's part of the meal deal. Mm, so like apparently the next day part the sandwich industry is looking to conquer is dinner which is just like extremely bleak yeah. <laughs> when i was at uni i would often have sa- like a sandwich for dinner like a meal deal for dinner really? but that was that I was mean, a sad time <laughs> i think what's so bleak about it is how optimized it is for like an individual experience that requires nothing else so you need mm. nothing else to eat it you can eat the sandwich out of the box if you get a salad or like a little thing it comes with like a weird little spork thing yeah <laughs> like it's designed to be eaten literally anywhere without mm. ne- i guess unless with the exception of a rustler's burger that you need to put in the microwave but like i think that's what's so bleak about yeah. it to me like the complete removal of like the communal experience yeah. mm. have, you, have, um, you, have you ever either of you as i have done eaten a meal deal or a, indeed a, a packaged supermarket sandwich walking along like a busy oh polluted, yeah. polluted like, road because you're like you're going from point a to social mm-hmm. point and b and you need to eat something <laughs> yeah. and you don't have time to hang around like you're not going to if you got a takeaway what would you, what would you do sit yeah, on a bench you, yeah. and eat it in the cold yeah. in london it's something no. you need to eat like travel yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely and there's something that is so like the opposite of every kind of like 
you know, sort of revered Mediterranean food culture trope or whatever yeah. about mm-hmm. sort of, you know, taking your time and space and yeah. it becoming a sort of big, sort of endless, unhurried social thing. Yeah. Instead, worse even than the, the meal deal eaten at your desk while working, I think is like... Al Desco. <laughs> Al Desco. Yeah. I mean, I yes, think that, that it's brave. a close call. That is also pretty bleak. They're, pretty but bleak. Is, They're both pretty that, bad, aren't is they? Is that why we see it as so bleak? Because it's clearly put in the... It's clearly put to work in the kind of spirit of capitalism. Is yeah. that it? Is yeah. Make us work I harder, I think it's more. also, like, objectively quite bad, like, to eat. <laughs> Like, I mean, look, yeah. don't, like, I really don't want this to like, seem like I'm punching down at all because, yeah. like, I, I love a meal deal. Like I've, yeah. like I've said, like, it was no hardship to eat four um, in a row. But I, like, <laughs> I think that's that's the kind of, like, push-pull of it for me, that it is just, like, it's designed to make us eat faster. That's another detail mm. from the Sam Knight article, average package sandwich takes 3.5 minutes wow. to consume. Yeah, what a great wow. bit of data that yeah. is, isn't like, it? I think that says so much. Yeah. And the fact that this data exists is fascinating. Tr- yes. Like, I think that's yeah. truly fascinating because they've obviously done their homework, like, loads yeah. of supermarkets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. I don't know, because also earlier when I was talking about, like, you know, cost, especially during that kind of, like, Liz, Liz Trust, uh, like, tanking the economy, I also, like, had started working a full-time job yeah. and I was just so tired. I was like, how mm. do... <laughs> like, as an... Like, formally as an academic... Mm. You do all of your work when you need to do it, right? Which means like long mm. nights and long days, but you have control over that time and your space and where you work, right? Yeah. And it was really strange for me, like going into an office yeah. and leaving so tired that you can barely, the last thing you want to do is buy the ingredients to make a sandwich, to make a sandwich at home, to then pack it, and yeah. pack, like, you know, put it in foil or whatever, yeah. to then take to work to and it's just gonna get squashed in your bag and like I was like wow so meal deals I think that's why I became such a big fan because I was like you can actually get quite a decent sandwich that's like like got different there's different combinations (laughs) and it's that illusion of choice that you kind of highlighted that I thought was fascinating and I I also kind of think that maybe like because I'm also a massive fan and I've just been thinking about how about this idea of like the illusion of choice as well yeah I'm, I'm quite um I wouldn't say self-conscious, but I think at times I can be quite self-conscious and I think we all can about like what we eat or where we go or how we spend our time like when we're at work and like the idea of like going out and like getting a KFC, which I really want to do, but take like where where am I going to eat this KFC? I don't know. That's so true. That's so true. You kind of know what you're getting with a meal deal. It's like a weird neutral lunch choice that no one really comments on, which is so rare in an office environment. Exactly. Exactly. It feels. What would happen if you brought back a KFC to office? Would you feel? I think people would. People would definitely get judged. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people would be like. Oh, I'm so jealous. I, but then in a way that was sort of faintly damning. As yeah, well. like, <laughs> oh, you're having a cheat day or yeah, something like yeah. some equal yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But I also yeah. kind of wonder how, like, you know, I think we're all really interested in the idea of, like, independent restaurants and, like, you know, how what they serve for lunches and stuff. And I kind of think it's actually really sad, but it's a definite factor of, like, my personality. I think a lot of, like, particularly maybe women, 
Um, the idea of like eating alone maybe makes you look like a, you feel like it makes you look, look like a loser. Maybe you look a bit, feel a bit self-conscious yeah, about eating exactly. on your own in that. restaurants. I don't know. Like, Do you know what really did a number on me? That, um, I can't remember if it was a Tumblr or something or a Facebook page, but like the people eating on the tube and like people would take a photo. Honestly, like I think Ooh. that has really scarred me for life wow. because whenever I eat, like you were saying on the go somewhere or I'm like on the overground, I'm like... <laughs> Please don't look at me when I'm like veil in front of you. a prawn mayo. Like, well, I would also, I would never eat, I would never choose a prawn mayo if I was eating in public because I'd be like, right. I don't want anyone to comment on the fact Because that's another, yeah, I, I honestly, I have so many opinions about the kind of, the environment of, of offices when it comes down to like lunch choices and mm. the way people feel like very entitled to talk about what you're eating in like mm. not a very kind of positive or constructive yeah, way, yeah. just sort yeah. of like... Yeah. Just because there's an absence of chat and personality. Yeah. So yeah. Like, oh, you've done yeah. something which is not have a meal deal, so I'm going to comment on that. <laughs> because I've got nothing to say to you because you're my colleague. We have nothing yeah, in common not apart friends. from both being here. Yeah. yeah. That idea of it being a neutral choice is such an interesting one. Because totally. it, does, it does just sort of it points, it's a further aspect of how it's cursed really, isn't it? And it's yeah. like, this is this is not going to cause anyone, including me, any trouble. Yeah. I will probably derive very little joy from it. It'll take me 3.5 minutes to eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the thing, though. Like, this is what I was kind of suggesting as well. Like, I think it's really good for the kind of anxious or shy. Like, because you don't have to interact with anyone, really. You absolutely. go in. Like, it's yeah. not like you when you go choice. to a restaurant yeah. and you're self-conscious about maybe being Ordering. on your own, but also about the mm. fact that you're like... I don't know which bits of, yeah, ordering, which bits are going to be good or like, you know, what is going to be the least weird thing. Yeah. You know how long it's going to take. You know yeah. that you're not going to yeah. be like caught up in this restaurant waiting. You can and like, go to the self-checkout. That's it. You yeah. can just, it's like completely like atomized being, right? Yeah. A atomized existing in the everyday space, right? <laughs> it's really bleak when can you I, think of it like that. Can I raise a related question? Do you, how like, because um, I'm about to go to Spain just to, just to show off and rub it in for everyone. Thanks. But like, where, where the where the lunch option for a lot of workers of all different types is the menu del dia, which is right. I think similar in a lot of European countries, definitely definitely Italy has something similar where there are maybe two choices for a starter. One of them will be a soup, um, so mm -hmm. which means there's just like great vast vats of this soup that can be very immediately, literally immediately doled out, and then a choice of two things usually for your main, which will probably be a piece of meat or a piece of fish with potatoes usually don't do vegetables in, in Spanish restaurants famously God, um, that and, so good. and then you can have like a coffee or like a dessert um usually one or the other mm. uh, and you'll get a beer or wine or you know soft drink with that as well that's usually about 10 euros wow. which is which is fantastic but it made me think and you can get you can get great menu ideas in various of the Latin restaurants around Elephant and Castle, mm. which I'd really recommend. Um, there's a great Ecuadorian place I've been to a few times there, oh, which do that same format. Yeah, uh, El Rincón de Costeño, I think is what it's called. Okay, the people are interested. Yeah, um, but that raises the question for me: What do like do our do our like restaurants and cafes? do anything different for lunch most of the time and I think the answer is generally no like the idea yeah. of doing a lunch special of any kind it's not no, it doesn't maybe yeah I don't know yeah I mean there are there are obviously certain types of cafe and restaurant that target lunch and don't mm. open for dinner yeah um you know greasy spoons will be shut sort of you know shortly after lunch yeah. normally but 
the idea of yeah. like you know ready meals exist in part and you know as much as you know lucy's described how they've tried to colonize other bits of the day mm. is this ultimately about sort of lunches on the go definitely and part yeah. of i wonder if it reflects the fact that we don't have much of a dining out at lunch culture yeah i was i i was kind of interested in this like vague vaguely in that question as well and i know i think you've mentioned this book before dan but a scoff by oh yeah pen vogler so i was interested to see if she'd said anything about sandwiches and she and i i haven't fully got my head around the connection but she basically talks about lunch sandwiches and desks were all invented around the same time. Ooh, that is a great <laughs> that's conspiracy. A, that's a <laughs> constellation of things that must be explored. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think to do this justice, you would have to just read it. But like, it's to do with like the idea of lunch only really becoming a thing when people started having an evening meal because mm. lunch used to be... Well, it wasn't lunch, but the, the main meal used to be eaten in the middle of the day because... People who were doing manual labour, like before, essentially before enclosure, mm. when people were pre-industrialization, people were eating a big meal in the middle of the day to kind of like see them through, like fuel up after the morning's work, fuel up for mm. the mm. afternoon's work. And then they would, I guess, have like a small, a smaller meal in the morning and a smaller meal in the evening. But then I think to differentiate from the working classes, richer and like more sort of landowning classes started to push their main mill later. And so that became the more, I guess, prestige meal of the day. I, right, feel, I don't right. know if I'm doing this this great Pen Vogler passage justice, <laughs> but that's kind of like the loose connection. And then like the working lunch sort of emerged as this mm. thing around the same time that the Earl of Sandwich put two things between a piece of bread. <laughs> and, and someone decided to put a plank of wood on top of some sticks and, and invented yeah. a desk. I mean, like... I still, I firmly believe that, like, this guy cannot have invented the sandwich. Like, there's no way. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like that's maybe for another for another day. <laughs> yeah. It's just really interesting when you say that, because, yeah, if you look at quite a lot of places in Europe, they still have the main, the main meal yeah. is the lunch yeah, meal, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you have something mm. much, like, lighter later on. And yeah. it does make sense. It actually it makes, sense make sense if you've been working yeah. all day, like, you know, all of the morning to have something that is big and substantial. Like a three-course yeah. lunch at sort of 2.30. And then have a little nap. Yeah, yeah. And then That's have a how siesta. I want my day to be structured. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, it couldn't be in greater contrast, really, to the to the meal deal. You're sort of like no. three-course post sort of tilling the fields, sort of, um, you know... Yeah, lunch that takes up most of the afternoon. <laughs> totally, but what I do find really interesting about the meal deal is that it is three courses. Oh, it's this is a good point. Courses. Sure, yeah. And yeah. like, so I actually so early today I was um, I was speaking to uh, someone I know called he's called Gerdit Loyal. Gerdit Loyal, he's a food writer, and so he used to work in. Well, he kind of still does. He does consultancy, but he worked in like marketing and like product development. So I was like, look. <laughs> What do you know about meal deals? Like, I, it's really hard to <laughs> find anything out, yeah. like about the kind of in, like commercial insight. Um, and he was like, he was like, this isn't a professional insight at all. But you know what it's come from, right? Um, it's it's a McDonald's Happy Meal. <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah. It's a burger blown. and chips and yeah. a drink. Yeah, that's yes. the first meal deal. Yeah, wow. And that's what's so interesting because I'd thought of it. I was actually sort of trying to trace it back a little bit to like, what is it about? British food history or English food mm. history, whatever you know, whichever way you want to follow it, 
that makes us be drawn to this particular configuration. But it's not that at all. Like everything else in this country, we've just stolen it <laughs> from oh a gosh. construct from another country. Yeah, so like, you know, the burger and chips. And, and basically it's the idea of rewarding you for buying more. So that's him. He was saying basically the whole point of a meal deal from a supermarket's point of view or like whatever retailer is offering it is to make you spend more money than you intended to, mm. even though you think you're getting a good deal. OK, so this is this is something I wanted to ask you about, actually, because one of the things that I find so fascinating about our behaviours around the meal deal, right, are yeah. that... Like I was thinking about my meal, like my meal deal choices and I was like, yeah, if I'm going to pick a drink, it's probably going to be like a Purdy's. It's because, high value. yeah, because it's high value. And it's really interesting. You're getting a luxury almost, item. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is it, because you're almost trying to like beat the supermarket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're trying yeah. to be like, right, how do I get, which is why I always go for like a meal deal that's got like meat in it, because it's more expensive, even though it is shit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, rubbish. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not wasting money on I'm getting like, animal proteins here, Yeah, mate. that's literally <laughs> it, even though it's obviously rubbish quality. Yeah. And I just think the idea of like, we we don't want to be willing subjects in the game that is the supermarket beating us and that we're giving them like our money mm. we want to get we want to get as much back as possible right so you're getting but a little exactly. dopamine here but it's so interesting because like as you just mentioned there lucy like you're not beating the supermarket no they win every time they They're win the house. every time the house, the house always wins yeah, the house always wins <laughs> yeah because the question that you have to ask yourself every time is if the meal deal didn't exist what would i buy would you even buy a drink? Would you even buy crisps? Like, mm. probably not. But the whole concept of existing mm. means that you don't feel satisfied if you've only had a supermarket sandwich because you know that you could pay 80 pence extra than the price of the sandwich and get crisps and a drink. Mm. But like, if that didn't exist, we would, surely you wouldn't feel like that. Mm. The, and the, the the location, the word meal in in the phrase meal deal oh my God, that's is so itself true. doing some job uh, work. Yeah. Absolutely, is it, it's itself doing some work there, isn't it? In in sort of guiding you to the fact you've eaten a meal. This is a don't meal. worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandwich on its own, not a meal <laughs> or a deal. <laughs> yeah. Fails on both counts. <laughs> so the other thing that Gurdip was telling me was something I guess that I had suspected, but. Um, had never, had not really managed to find any evidence for, is that product companies pay to be part of the meal deal, like which Ooh. makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because that is how promotions in supermarkets work. Like, and it's a whole, you know, he was using the example of like this isn't to do with the meal deal, but say for example a brand like Kings Mill or like a wholesale, you know, like mm. a big bread brand decided mm. they this would probably be decided like six months in advance. There's whole departments that are devoted to this, <laughs> and like they would work out a projection of how much they expected to sell as part of this promotion. Tesco or whoever it was would work out the amount that they would make that was less than what they would have made anyway. But obviously if they're selling double, but selling at a half price and Kingsmill would say, okay, well we'll pay three quarters of the difference and you can pay the rest. And that's oh. kind of like how, so I guess that's how the meal deal works. They'll kind of like shop it out to people and they might say to like, I don't know, Pepsi or Coke, like only one of you can get it. So it goes to the <laughs> highest bidder. And like, I know that that obviously happens all the time, but I, there was something that was so mind blowing about that. Mm. All of this engineering that goes on in the places that we shop without us ever knowing about it and yeah. how manipulative mm. it is. Yeah. I think what I really love about this discussion is that it really centers on like 
the mundanity of the everyday, exactly, but, it, but yeah. it renders it cursed. It renders it, you know, <laughs> like just just by like actually looking at the like structures behind something like buying three items mm. in a yeah. shop for £3.40 or whatever. Yeah. We really see all of the kind of processes yeah. that go behind yeah. it. And I'm, I'm really mm. interested as well in this like price hike that like Tesco did, like, you know, around the time of the cost of living crisis. Mm. Like, oh, listen, guys, we're really in hard times because the meal deal's gone up 50p or whatever. And you kind of wonder, okay, but how... How much are you actually losing on this? Or, right. Like really, right. it could probably stay the same amount infinitely, and it would, and you wouldn't lose money because you're always making money. Like yeah, I just think that's fascinating. That, yeah, that's do you know that's so true. Like how and like how do you work out how much put it up? Like how much is the cost of living price really yeah. affecting you, a multinational conglomerate? Like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, like dairy products have gone up a fair bit but yeah you know is this is, is that like, is that surely, that relevant yeah. to the specific contents of this and also the like the kind of scale that they must purchase at yeah like how do the prices trickle down i guess i mean mm. i don't know the answer to that but i feel like it probably affects tesco a lot less than it affects your average person <laughs> and i expect to i mean to a certain extent in the middle of the day it will be the meal deal will be something just to get people through the door who then may yeah. also be like well do you know what i've also got to get you know, something for dinner tonight. I've got Definitely. to get. I've got to get a, a bag of biscuits. A bag of biscuits. Where bag did I get that from? <laughs> a packet of biscuits to take back to the office because we need some. Yeah, <laughs> one bag great. of biscuits, please, Barky. Do you know um, what though? Yeah. No, I actually, I actually kind of disagree because uh -huh. in all of my time buying meal deals it's there's almost like a funnel system that you go in the meal mm -hmm. deals are in a particular section yeah, everything yeah, you can get that's true, that's so true. in terms of the psychology of the supermarket if i'm going in to buy literally anything other than a meal deal i will do what you just described <laughs> yeah. i will go in and i will buy everything other <laughs> things will suddenly I, occur I, to I you i cannot yeah. help 10 myself. bags of yeah. biscuits i'll buy 10 <laughs> barrels of biscuits <laughs> <laughs> or Ten pounds of biscuits, please. Sir. And a tube of passata. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because you wander the aisles, you know. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah, I realised this quite recently. This is what I meant about like earlier as well about like the price. Because yeah. if I go into a Tesco's and I buy some bread and I buy some crisps and I buy some ham or and some mm. mayonnaise or whatever I want for my sandwich, I will always buy everything else as well. I will buy like lemons and yeah. limes and whatever. Um, so it actually ends up costing me more to buy the stuff that will actually weirdly end up be, being cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like my lunch will be cheaper if I buy the bread and the tomatoes and whatever than it will if I buy a meal deal every day. But I will buy all the other shit as well, which kind of makes it less cost effective. I don't know. What, what, yeah. is, your, what is your meal deal? Um, so I don't... It, Depends how I'm feeling, like, uh, <laughs> obviously. I mean, infinite should we, choice. What, should we pick a mood for you and you can tell us what you do? Oh, yeah, go on then. I, I, yeah, I like this game. Uh, boisterous. <laughs> but you're going out. It's Friday. You're going out yeah. Friday night. You know. Boisterous would be you're probably... Cheeky. <laughs> cheeky. It would probably be a BLT, because I'm a lad. Yeah. It would be uh, beef hula hoops. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm extra lad. And it would be, in terms of a drink, probably something that I could then use as a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Red God, Bull. I love it. 
Wow. Planning ahead. You're Again, like, okay. gaming the system. Yeah, gaming exactly. The system always. An extra yeah. little dopamine hit for you because you've got you you're using the Red Bull for something else. Function. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Well, yeah. that's it. Right? You think you're gaming the system? You've like, tricked oh. me into buying this, but I will use it for something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will yeah. also drink it. So now who's laughing, Mr. Tesco? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like, because I I always buy a Purdy's usually because of the price point. Yeah. But I just know I know I don't drink fizzy drinks, so yeah, I'd end up yeah, with a yeah, fridge yeah. filled with Purdy. It's great when I'm hungover because I'm like, ah, oh, like half cash air. It's full of like, high end fizzy yeah. drinks <laughs> you didn't previously want. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's the thing. I'm like, oh, it's kind of good, but also I don't really know what purpose this is served. Sure, yeah. It's just the system and I live in it. There's nothing I can do. I mean, yeah. And in that respect, the, the meal deal, the supermarket meal deal and sort of the overarching kind of mm. structure of neoliberalism are sort Original. of the same, the same thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't resist this. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to ask you a question, kind of just off of that, actually, because I'm really fascinated by all of these like meme pages that are mm. like rate my meal deal, where people put up pictures of their meal deals and... Uh, I think to a lot of our listeners who maybe aren't terminally online, they'll be like, this is absolutely bizarre. Like, why would anyone take a photo of a sandwich that is a packaged, sa packaged sandwich that they didn't make, no craft, nothing's gone into it. It's been a decision that they've maybe, like, I don't know, like made over, what, 10 seconds, 20 seconds? Because also you don't want to loiter for no, too long. No, yeah. no, It really is made you've for got to Yeah, you can't go. It's almost, it's almost quite embarrassing to be standing in front of the meal deal selection not knowing what you want, as if... Like, because the range isn't that great, is it? And, and sort of everyone around you who's bustling past, they know that you've seen this range of options before. There's no yeah. surprises. Do I go here. for chicken yeah. or cheese? Oh wow! Oh. I'm just too flustered. Because <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. I have like I have felt weirdly self-conscious if I've gone and hung over and been like, oh, I just don't yeah. know. Like it is, it is really embarrassing. Again, that idea that like there are infinite choices, but you usually end up making the same choices because you don't want to wait too long exploring yeah, what the yeah, other ones yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you don't really make a choice at all, you just take something. Yeah, go, that'll do. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the meme account, so yeah. rate my meal deal yeah. is not one I was familiar with, but that's presumably, for people who aren't familiar with these kinds of accounts, riffing on things like rate my fry up, I think, was quite yeah, a famous yeah. Facebook page, which again, for listeners overseas, you know, the, the whoever's the host of the, this website and set up to begin with, Gives it a mark out of 10 based on various, mm -hmm. very specific criteria based on this photo. Is that how Rate My Meal Deal works? I think Rate My Meal Deal is just for, like an offshoot of, yeah, like Rate My Deal. R rate My Deal? Rate My <laughs> Meal. <laughs> Although Rate My Deal would be excellent. Like, oh, I just got a four pack of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that must exist. Yeah. <laughs> Just Bargain someone, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> going through like Poundland, being like, "Can you believe it?" Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yes, rate my meal deal is obviously an offshoot of off of rate my meal, which is like you know that does require like preparation. That does require mm. like I've bought this ingredients and like you know it's also kind of about bringing a joke to it, right? Because people upload like pictures of like really bad looking like food right yeah mm -hmm. so like yeah. it's kind of an offshoot of that but the thing is is that like I think because they are such a part of our everyday fabric that they end up yeah like weirdly being reflective of people's personalities their interests like one of them that I'm like I think is like we've all seen is that idea of like sorry let me just swallow one of the ones that we've also like well we've all seen is like the uh plain crisps 
just ham, no mayo, and like water meal deal. And like, it's like often used as an insult online. And it's like, oh, like this is you. Like this you're, is your person. If your personality was a meal, yeah. it, it would, would be, be the nice. definition of vanilla that we were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just think that's fascinating that this is so part of our everyday that it actually reflects who people are, their personalities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just the idea of asking someone what their meal deal choice is. is like a, <laughs> I wonder how often, I mean, it's been a long, it's going to sound like a bit humble brag and I wish I hadn't started like this. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been on a dating app. <laughs> so, I, I do wonder, like, is that like a big thing on Hinge? Like one of the questions? Like, I don't know. Ooh, like, what's, what's your meal deal? deal? I feel it like... could be. <laughs> Reveal a lot about your personality. Yeah, but like you say, it's also like a weirdly intimate intimate question i feel like yeah i mean a sort of sherlock holmes type kind of intellect could surely read a lot of you know into every single decision you make yeah yeah when actually yeah when actually like i'm looking at rate my meal deal right now and i actually don't know what what my selection is really for yeah. a meal deal. But what, kind of, what do those pictures tell you about the people that... It's a good question. I mean, I'm looking at ones where like, ooh, this person's got a San Pellegrino um, lemon uh, as part of theirs. Great, that's really cool. And then oh, I'm yes. seeing, you know, the, the naked, what's it called? Blue machine smoothie. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. feel like I've definitely bundled those into a meal deal in the past definitely, as part of a like so sweet yeah but, but the rationale i'm telling myself is like well clearly i'm very healthy and yeah, uh, yeah. because i this has got you know and also this is two, two pounds 50 on it. its own yes so, exactly that, yeah. that same thing as before um the thing is and we have dealt with my uh treachery on this subject before not that into crisps Oh really? really? Yeah, and you know, my least favorite thing about you. Yeah, thanks, Cash. <laughs> I, I I respect it as a position. Um, unless like mini cheddars or watsits are available. Mm. Okay. Just, I mean, they are a good snack. Which, which yeah. then, in which case, I'd I'd happily go for that. I think that. they probably are available. To be honest, there's Fair. a lot of choice. But yeah, I I <laughs> tend to I tend to go to Pret and buy, and and I just prefer their sandwiches, I suppose. Um, so I feel like is that, that yeah does, can't tell that much of a story about me. But then also mm, crucially, really, I'm not in that position very often mm. because I'm freelance. Yeah. I mostly work from home. I was you know shedding a tear when you Kasha were talking about having to rejoin the workforce and <laughs> not having any time because that's exactly how I feel about all my friends who work nine to five. Like when do you do your washing and yeah. go for three hour walks in the middle of the day when you probably ought to be working, but definitely aren't, you know, uh, or indeed, you know, make elaborate stews. Um, but I, I really, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, that's, that's the hit we take for not ever having sick pay or holiday pay. <laughs> I think what's, what's so interesting about the kind of like the idea of choo- like judging somebody on the choices that they've made within this like narrow parameter of choices is that, those choices are just like they've got nothing to do with like that they've been decided by somebody and they have nothing to do with the environment around us like one mm. of the things I was thinking about in relation to this was like and this is kind of comes back to what I was saying about there's so much choice and yet none at all was just the idea of like there's basically like the idea of regional variation in British food has mm. just been comp- almost completely eradicated like yes. there's this great book called Welsh Food Stories by a food writer called Carwin Graves and he just talks about that in that even within Wales itself, which is like a relatively small country, mm. there was so much variation in the types of bread that was made. Oh, well. Like based on like, um, I did write it down <clears throat> because I can't remember. It's the geology and basically like rye in the coldest parts and then like wow. barley wherever it will grow, oats in the wettest. And like, we just don't have any sense of that. 
in when you go into a supermarket yeah. now there's no you've got no mm. idea like what grows here what doesn't like what is a what's the word like native crop like yeah. where anything is coming from like everything is so divorced from all of its origins like mm. and that's something that i think is really striking about the meal deal like every single thing is a processed food mm. like i think you might be able to get fruit but i'm fairly sure it comes in a plastic packet mm. that and that you know that fruit may have been processed quite a lot quite far away like that often happens it's cheaper to i don't know cut up an apple in thailand and like ship it back over in plastic than it is yeah. to do it here. I like. I don't know if that's a real life example, but <laughs> but that's you know again this idea of choice and like they're constantly developing new things and you might get like and you know this is something you've talked about before and it's something that supermarkets do come under fire for. But like these, you know, that you're kind of like jerk rice. What was it? I think it was like the biryani sandwich that you talked about before. <laughs> like again, it's just like divorcing those things from its origins too. Mm. It's just like this weird sort of vacuum with all this like weird processed food in it mm. and no one really knows where it's come from. It's just been dreamt up in like a corporate office. <laughs> I think no, I think that's really well said. It's largely about branding. Yeah. It is the sort of factory production line sort of version of food culture come yeah. to life. And, Which is also um, very unethical. Like that, that's something that the Sam Knight piece talks mm. about with sandwich production. Like people are very low paid. Mm -hmm. They've been struggling to, I imagine like, I think that piece came out before Brexit had like happened properly. Mm. So I'd love to know, I'd love an update, Sam, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, about what the state of the sandwich workforce force is like now. Who's making the sandwiches and how much are they getting paid like well the mm. pandemic and the cost of living crisis will have done i mean you know as we say like that section of most local sainsbury's locals tesco yeah. metros etc mm. have has reduced significantly so that's yeah, got to have the, yeah. the usually massive uh sort of places that provide all of those sandwiches mm. where they are made every morning uh, mm. presumably have had job cuts I'd yeah, imagine surely. Uh, um, certainly these people I don't imagine the employees have had wage rises commensurate with inflation um, no it's a really good point I mean it's also from a sustainability point of view Absolutely. the amount of waste yeah, that is produced but yeah. those packets individual packets of crisps that have like six crisps in mm. and then and then that that plastic's not that's not breaking down no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anytime soon is it mm. yeah because um, I, I was eating i ended up eating the meal, a lot of the meal deals that i ended that i sort of bought recently at home um which i've not really ever done before like it's yeah. definitely something that i've Did, mostly eaten in an office and seeing that waste in my home yeah in like in my home recycling i was like oh and a lot of it's not recyclable anyways mm. <laughs> did you use a plate lucy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining you arranging the seaweed thins <laughs> and, and, like, and the cheese and ham back on a plate with sort of silver service kind of cutlery when i tasted napkin. the cheese and ham sub and put kimchi in it i did use a plate yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time i did just like sit on the sofa in my coat and like hoof it <laughs> which felt more for a like fully relaxed experience but yeah they're apps to the apps to the product in question i suppose yeah and actually it's just so interesting because like i would say i'm a person that cares about where my food comes from like i try mm. and buy as ethically as i can afford to buy like I try and buy like, you know, I get my vegetables from Riverford. I try not to buy meat from a supermarket. I try and get it from like somewhere where I not hope that they've reared animals, like bought from someone mm. who rears their animals with care. Like when I'm stood in front of a meal deal chiller cabinet, like that just goes all out the window. <laughs> like, it's just honestly quite interesting. Like I think immediately I'm just like, what's the most value I can get? Yeah. yeah. I would never eat, like I just, you know, like I don't want to make a judgment, like, but personally I don't like to eat supermarket chicken because I just think like it's really like, like you know um factory farming is just 
horrible and it also doesn't taste very good mm. like ultimately but like it's just I like I, when I'm choosing a meal deal like all of that is just not even yeah. in my mind yeah <laughs> it just disappears yeah yeah it's so weird it's like yeah it's almost like the fever dream of the, yeah. <laughs> of the meal like deal <laughs> yeah you enter into this like I don't know this like supermarket space and then you're like yeah it's like your brain has been taken over by some kind of Earthworm fungus. Yeah, you're like, I'm just gonna like, yeah, I'm just gonna gamify this, and I'm gonna go in, out. That's it, and you come out bleary eyed, like, what did I? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! It looks like I'm having a boisterous night again. <laughs> I'm never gonna exactly. hear the end of using that word. Yeah. Like to describe you. Such a great adjective. I love it. <laughs> Um, and on that note, um, thank you so much, Lucy, for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Oh this is God. really fun. It's it is like, great. yeah, I'm just, it's been great to be here. It's just, you've really made me think very differently about meal deals. I, yeah. I know, I'm just actually kind of dying to be back in a, like, Sainsbury's <laughs> local, just to sort of have these thoughts and, uh, afresh, like, while, while in the situation. But yeah, thank you so much, Lucy. While it's buying a chicken triple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we didn't even get onto the triples. What, yeah. what a whole part avenue. Two, yeah. Is there an egg triple? Do I imagine that? Because that feels is. quite cursed yeah, in itself, is. doesn't it? Welcome to Britain. Our food culture's improved considerably. Would you like an egg triple? Uh, thanks so much Great. for listening, everyone. Enjoy your egg triples. I hope you listen to this. Maybe on your lunch break. Um, Thanks so much and uh, catch you next time. As ever, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or sign up to our Patreon and 100% definitely listen to the Lekker podcast if you haven't already because it will blow your tiny little minds. <laughs> Amen. <Enjoy the> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>